0: Noah Lyles absolutely puts his foot in his mouth, and the NBA responds to it in a hilarious way. Um, We're going to talk about that. Plus, we're going to talk about P.J. Washington getting his deal with Charlotte and what that could mean for the future of that team. We're going into all that and more right after this. Welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis, NBA Central. What's going on, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of NBA Central, your number one spot for everything NBA and basketball related. And uh, I'm the host here, Hayes. If you want to follow the channel, you can do so at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. First up, Noah Lyles puts his foot in his mouth saying that the NBA isn't the world champion and whatever. I'm paraphrasing. But here's the thing in, in the tone deafness of the comment, right? The NBA is... The best league in the world, and that's not even a question at this point. And even when you look at some of the top stars around the NBA, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, right? These are just to name a few of the international players that are at some of the best players and franchise players at the NBA level. So when the NBA calls the winner of their of the finals the world champion, it makes complete sense. Not to only mention uh, as well, like the how how influential the NBA has been in growing the the game worldwide, right? And so while there are a lot of great leagues overseas, and we'll talk about that a little bit here too, the NBA still deserves, I feel like, to be called the world champion because it is an it, the NBA itself is an international league, right? It's not just all people who were born from the United States. It's not just the best talent from around the, the stateside. It's the best talent from around the world that comes over and competes, and so because of that. It just it really makes no allows comment tone death and I love how the NBA players and even like somebody like Drake that came out DJ academics like right even though I don't I cannot stand DJ academics they came out and kind of just pointed it out and I'm sure no allows woke up today and realized hey man I really put my foot in my mouth I really like saying nothing is free right and it was an awkward comment and just to bring it up in the way that he did anyway so like just uh, it, it, it it's good to see him get some his medicine on this and he has to take that medicine because the NBA is the world. It is. It's representative of the world, and the NBA has been so just meaningful to the game growing in in the world and states and countries that just did not have basketball and places that did not grow up with the game of basketball. The NBA has been hugely important to growing the game in those countries. Some of the countries you even say, see now recently popping up into the FIBA tournament and the Olympics and things like that, like the NBA and them having, you know, a – not a mandate I don't want to call it but having a focus on going into these countries helping grow the game because they know that's going to help grow the NBA as well and yeah NBA as much as almost any other league in any country earns the right to be called the world champion when they, a team wins the finals because most of those teams are also going to have players on it that are international players and so you know no allows just it was just a tone-deaf comment. It was an idiotic comment to be quite frank and talking about the NBA in that the NBA is a global league. It's based, yes, in the States, but it is absolutely a a global league, and the best teams in the world are in the NBA, and that's not to say there aren't some amazing and great teams over in League. There absolutely are, right? There's a reason why ESPN is investing money into their coverage of League this upcoming season. Having producers down there, analysts, right, uh, announcers, and just, you know, airing the EuroLeague consistently here in the States and opening up to a new audience stateside because, yes, there are great and amazing teams and players over there. There are some players, absolutely, they're going to eventually make that leap over to stateside, and so the the hunger for, the, for basketball is worldwide, right, and so ESPN having that co- coverage of EuroLeague, which we're also going to have here, we're going to have once a week EuroLeague update episodes and we can grow it from there if you guys if the if the need and and the and the want is there but the NBA still deserves to be called the world champion because it is a global league it is a league that doesn't just look like the United States and is a league that is representative of the world and so to miss that is a little bit tone deaf in my opinion but you know to talk about something like EuroLeague right is that you know I I love the growth of EuroLeague I love the play of EuroLeague like it's it's always been accessible, especially through the website and things like that. But like the fact that ESPN is airing those games and making an effort to really grow that game here, I hope that a lot of people really take to it because you're the next star of the NBA. You may see over in Euro League first, right? Uh, even if it's not a star, the next guy who could be a high-level role player for your team, you may see playing over in Euro League first. And Euro League is not the only overseas league. It is the biggest. And so having that exposure here stateside is gonna to continue to help growing the game. And it's good that, you know, as much as I have my issues with the national sports media and things like that, I am glad that ESPN is making those games more easily accessible to Americans so that we can watch that and we can embrace that sport and we'll see how it grows now here once they're exposed stateside and how it may open up some people's eyes to how different the the international can be game can be in some in some ways and facets. But it's huge, and um, and I'm glad that that's happening. But, yeah, no allows comments is just really tone-deaf. Now, with that being said, the FIBA tournament so far has been fun to watch. If you guys are not watching some of the FIBA games and you're a basketball purist, you're missing out on some really good basketball, like South Sudan today beating China, right? Uh, of course, USA beating Australia. But you also just have games like Nikola Vucevic cooking over in, in, in EuroLeague, which you guys know I'm a Bulls fan. But, like, overall, just the level of basketball, yeah, it's at a time to where I'm just anchoring for basketball like I just really miss basketball and so getting to see you know this and I'm always excited when it's the FIBA tournament or the Olympics going on because it just gives you that extra bit of basketball to watch between the dead period of the NBA offseason and the opening of training camps and so if you guys just love the game of basketball definitely go and make sure you guys are tuning in watching uh, the performances over there. With these teams over in the FIBA tournament because it's been fun, right? Luca's been cooking in his two games, averaging over 30 points per game. Uh, Rondé, uh Hollis Jefferson over there playing great for his team. Carly Jones, a player that was just the G-League MVP showing out for his, his, his uh country as well. Like, it's just fun to watch. And while the yeah, there has been an injury in Franz Wagner over there playing for Germany and things like that, like it's just, it's a really good brand of basketball. Is it NBA level basketball? No, right? Because you have players that are absolutely going to go off that aren't going to be able to perform that way at the NBA level but it's just fun quality basketball to watch and competition and these guys fight for their country and so make sure you guys are watching that I think that is it's a fun brand of basketball and let us know we're going to be having a FIBA updates once a week we're going to try to do it once a week just update on some of the the biggest performances and things like that but if the if the desire is there if the want is there to cover it a little bit more Uh, more than just once a week, please let us know. Sound off down below in that comment section. That is how you guys can let us know how you want the channel to continue to evolve because while we're the hosts, this platform is for everybody. It's for the viewers. It's for basketball fans, and we want to make sure we're representative of that audience. So make sure you guys let us know that down below. But before we we go, we got to get into the actual NBA topic, and that is... The Charlotte Hornets signing PJ Washington to a 3-year, $48 million deal that's worth 16 uh average uh 16 million average on year. And so this is a solid deal. It's also a very fairly movable contract if they do. $16 million contract in the modern NBA is less than 10% of the salary cap. And so it's 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 a, a definitely a movable deal if they do decide to move on from it. But they now bring back P.J. Washington, a guy who's, what, 25 years old, still young. They now, when you kind of look at it, Miles Bridges, they also brought back this offseason who does have to serve his 10-game suspension. But once he's back, you're looking at Brandon Miller, PJ Washington, Miles Bridges is all kind of players that can play that three slash four. They can spread the floor. Some of them can go down low as well. When you look at pairing that with their young center now of Mark Williams that can block shots, um, he's solid in pick and roll offense as well. But defense and blocking shots and rebounding is going to be his specialty. The Charlotte Hornets are going to play what I think is a fun brand of basketball. I don't know if it's going to be a winning uh, level of basketball play sustained there. But it's going to be a fun, I think, brand of basketball that they're going to play. And so they're kind of moving into that more modern 3-4 area where they have these these long forwards that can do a little bit of everything. They can pass. They can shoot, right? They, they can score. They can do those type of things. Uh, okay defenders as well between those players. So, you know, Miles Bridges, I think, what, Miles Bridge is a little bit of above average defender at times, right? But uh, solid as well. And so the, the, the Charlotte Hornets lock in now that player. They lock in P.J. Washington. Their roster's kind of in an interesting place when you look at they got the vets of Terry Rozier, Gordon Haywood, that they could look to move before the end of the year as well if they choose to do so. But, you know, that's a team that ESPN predicted to be more towards the bottom of the East, and I'm not necessarily saying they're going to be better than that, but they could be a fun team to watch, especially because they do have Brandon Miller down there and because they do have a player in Brandon Miller and and, and LaMelo Ball that can build a nice chemistry together and to see how they kind of fit down there together. They got new ownership down there, new coach, new-ish coach, uh, and stuff down there. It's going to be fun to watch and see what comes from the Charlotte Hornets, but this kind of pivots the mindset of the two free agents that are left. One that was with the Charlotte Hornets and Kelly Oubre Jr., and then you have Christian Wood, of course. These are players that, you know, it's still surprising that they're, that they're still out there on the free agent market. Now, I do have my own suspicions that they're they're probably getting advice from their agent to kind of wait it out wait to see if a team like the miami heat do trade for dame lillard and then they can go over there and sign for the vet minimum kind of rehab their value contribute to a team that's going to hopefully go on a deep playoff run hit back the free agent market and then maybe you can garner a little bit more notice but you know not uh, even outside of the dame lillard to miami you look at philadelphia right and while like a player like christian wood or kelly Oubre jr aren't necessarily perfect players to play next to joel Embiid, but like if they don't get the, the package they would like back for a James Harden and decide to go ahead and pull the trigger, maybe those players go over there and sign for the vet minimum, or maybe the team that James Harden is eventually traded to gives up a lot of assets and needs to fill out the back end of that bench, and then some of those free agents to go over to that new team as well for the vet minimum. If all they're getting offered is the vet minimum either way, it kind of makes sense for them to wait and wait out these potential big trades in the wings and see then if they can go to those those maybe even new super team forms they can go over there and be complementary pieces those new teams and like I said it rehabs their value it gets them on into a situation to where they may they may have bigger roles than if they sign now for a team that's that kind of depletes their bench trying to acquire a star or something like that so you know I think they're kind of playing the waiting game out those are kind of the two biggest dominoes left to fall with the NBA uh, offseason and Training camp's opening right out a month for the teams that are playing overseas, for the teams that don't have overseas preseason games. Uh, they have until October 1st is, I think, around the time that training camp's open. So still around 30 days, a little bit more than that in case for some teams. Um, and so we'll see where those remaining free agents do go. But, um, you know, P.J. Washington getting his money. Shout out to him. I do think that, you know, it's it was a long thi- uh, thing for him. And he, he eventually gets his money on a shorter-term deal. He'll be... Uh, still fairly young when he hits the open market next time. Like I said, if he's not moved, it adds flexibility for the, the the franchise as well if they look to move those deals. So overall, it's solid for everyone, and we'll see where those places go. But let me know, when you look at Kelly Oubre Jr. and Christian Wood still being out there, what are some places that you think they could go? Do you think, like me, they're waiting to see some of these other big trade chips that could potentially fall? Or do you think there's going to be another team that comes in and makes an offer that they're willing to take? Let me know all that down below. Make sure you guys are following the show at NBA Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag, the number to do so, uh, 770-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything uh, everything NBA related. And I'll see you guys the next time I feel like making a video. Probably tomorrow. Peace, y'all. This